On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Let's make lots of money. Yes, let's. Stage direction. They do not move. This week on the Story Song Podcast. everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode of this show, we walk you through the wonderful world of a story song. And this week, mm. we're talking about opportunities, open parentheses, let's make lots of money, close parentheses, <laughs> by Pet Shop Boys. Uh, that's, our favorite, that's our favorite genre of music is, is parentheses songs, I parentheses? think. Parentheses? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, this is... And this an 80s definitely... parentheses song? Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the, the parentheses in this case are in the genre, genre that I like to call. The record executive was like, look, everyone's going to call it Let's Make Lots of Money. You guys want to do your arty thing and call it opportunities. You can knock yourself out. But we're putting Let's Make Lots of Money in, oh, yeah. in parentheses because <laughs> I, they're, they're, I, we used to have this other guy and I was like, look, they're just going to call it the Pina Colada song. So just put the Pina Colada <laughs> yeah, song. Yeah. Yeah. In parentheses, okay? So, nobody's going into the here. nobody's going into the Sam Goody looking for opportunities. <laughs> no. They're looking no, no, for no. the they're gonna say, Where's that Let's Make Lots of Money song? Yeah. Yeah. I want the, that album. The first part of the sound parentheses, that's the arty part for you guys, okay? Yeah. The parentheses, that belongs to me. Okay? <laughs> that's how <laughs> That's how people are gonna find the record. Yep. Is in those parentheses, all right? So um but yeah. So this is a good one. Some eighties uh, synth pop, love it. Pet Shop oh, Boys, yeah. they're amazing, especially from some bread. So, Michael, yes, why don't you uh, tell us the story of this story song? Sure. So, um, we have our narrator who's who does all the talking. There's two people. Yes. Um, yep. and our narrator is a very smart, very well educated gentleman <laughs> who happens to have a broken down car, and mm. he attempts to recruit. Um, somebody else who happens to be very strong and very good looking for uh, an unspecified crime that will, in fact, make them rich. Yeah. Yeah. They will make no... lots of money. That's right. There's no scheme here. Nope. There's no smarminess <laughs> whatsoever. This is on the up and up. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, and I, he implies that he's tried other scams uh, or something before that have not worked. Uh, right. He said he's he's tired of of the failures, and uh, he feels like this guy is gonna be the the good partner. To, yeah, to get him there to make him yeah. lots of money, and get his car fixed. That's mainly what he's about. <laughs> just, getting that, just getting that car fixed. It's like it's like in the movies, and they're like, all right, one last job, and then I'm out. Yep. This yeah, this guy's like, look, just one job, just one job at all. Uh, I got a new carburetor, and then I'm done. I'm out. No more crime for me. <laughs> and it's, it's my understanding. Even- it's yeah, not even that the car is broken down. It's that like he needs a new tape deck, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it he runs needs, fine. He just needs yeah. he needs music. He, he wants an aftermarket tape deck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He's like, I got that subwoofer, and then no more crime for me. I'm on the straight and narrow. <laughs> I'm going to be able to play my eight tracks and once go I get, anywhere. Once I get that killer pioneer stereo head. <laughs> oh, man, that wood grain. Oh, I'll be yeah. ready to go. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Going to need to bleep um, out that brand name because they're not paying for this. <laughs> uh, do they even exist? Yes. <laughs> Anymore they do. Okay. I don't know. I feel like I haven't seen a pioneer speaker since about uh, Clinton was still in office last <laughs> time uh, I saw one of those. You'll see them so. in a car. Now there you go. There hey, you they were go. the leader in laser discs. So they sure were. Sure, sure, sure. And that and then that worked out well for them. They had a smart guy and a strong guy, and yep. they were like laser discs. <laughs> we can't yeah. fail. And then here we are. This is a different kind of story song. This is a different genre that I love, which is the conversation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of like when you see a play and it's just like two people talking and then like little bits of information start getting dropped. You know what I mean? And then you start yeah. like learning about stuff. That's what's going on here. It's only one-sided conversation, which I love. I have a strong feeling as to why that might be, but uh, we're going to get there in a little bit. So put okay. a pin in that. Let's take a Little pin to stick down the wall. Um, <laughs> well, it's like it's like on a soap opera when somebody's on the phone and you only right. hear like one side of the conversation. Like it was right. so nice running into you in the park today. Right. <laughs> Which other person responds, "Yeah, I was there." I, I don't know why, why are you? It's almost like you're explaining this for a third party that's not that you can't see. Um, oh, you did. You did speak to my twin. <laughs> yeah. Why are you repeating everything I'm saying? <laughs> So, uh, we'll start here at the top, and- Thank you uh, for telling me about Erica's affair when we met in the <laughs> hey, park today. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Are you guys under the impression that you are, in fact, the good-looking lo- good strong person? Like, is this- That he's oh. talking directly to us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is oh, no, I've never like- thought that. <laughs> <laughs> This is a direct, this is what they call in sales a direct plea, I believe. Yes. Right? Okay. It's a direct plea. Yeah, it's going straight to you. Because, I mean, but he does say you've got the look. So if you wanted to, I think you Prince could said imagine. That. Mm. You, oh, that's true. Well, you got the look. Oh. It's a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's why they didn't get sued. They just, it's a bum bum, <laughs> um, It's different. And it was the letter U. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so. Well, either way, he says, I've got the brains. You've got the looks. Let's make lots of money. You've got the brawn. I've got the brains. Let's make lots of dun, 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 dun. Um, Let's make lots of 80 synth pot. <laughs> uh, here's the, the, the other guy, presuming this is a guy, the other guy is bringing two things to this mm-hmm. equation. Yeah. Looks and brawn. Mm-hmm. Okay. First guy, he's only got brains because he yeah. mentions brains yeah. twice. He can't even come up with a synonym for brains. Yeah, why? I mean, he has the drive. He has sure. the yeah, passion, yeah. The, the right. passion for the plan. sales, I'm assuming. He has the plan. Yeah, sure. All of these things would have been good. For having brains, he really doesn't have a large vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he could say, describe what even he if he wanted to just say brains, he'd be like, I got the smarts. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that could work. 
My point <laughs> nobody, being, nobody who has brains <laughs> says they have the smarts. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm smart. I mean, yeah. <laughs> 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 That's Fredo's line. Fredo, this, this, this yeah. is Fredo. All right, so let's, yeah, I was going to say, this is Fredo. This is, this is Fredo <laughs> pleading for his life. Uh, <laughs> I, what he says is, I've got the brains, you've got the looks, you've got the brawn. Right. Right. Once again, I've got the, I've, I've got the brains. I, Did you I remember? The brains? remember? That's the so brains? important. I'm going to say it twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but there's, it, it feels like he's pitching this and like it's immediately falling apart. Like you said, like he's just like, I got the brains. Uh, also, I got uh, the brains. Uh, yeah. I've got, uh, what's another word for brains? There isn't one. That's it. The thinky place. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the noggin filler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really so. should have written this list before I started this conversation. <laughs> Um, note cards, always note cards. Where th- th- is this happening at a club? It's the eighties, so I I'm say. assuming that they are at a club, right? Um, it's so a- weird. I picture it there too. It could club? be the music. It could be I, the music. I, no, I think it's, it's the music. A- well, there's no. two things. There's the music, and then he says, "My car's outside," which I, I mean, I guess a car could be outside anywhere. He's, but. Where do you think? <laughs> I mean, he, most places. Where do you That's think true. he is? A church service. Right, no, right, right, right. He's right. at a well, he's at a club. They're both wearing like very skinny ties, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of <laughs> cocaine around. Yes, and it's very there's a lot of mirrors. This this is one of those skinny ties. Definitely has a keyboard on it, right? Yeah, yes. of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is unquestionably a cocaine conversation. <laughs> this is what we're dealing <laughs> yes. with. Yes. Right this now. is an '80s cocaine this is conversation. Like, they're like, look, look, you're you're good looking. I'm smart. Let's make millions of dollars. Let's do it right now. <laughs> we can make I mean, millions. We can do it. What's the idea? So. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't even matter, man. <laughs> We've got the full package between us. We've got the full package. I've got brains. You've got brawn. You've got looks. Right. I've got brains. You've got a car. <laughs> I've got brains. You have. Can I say you brains? have a keyboard. Can you I, have a piano I, tie. I've got brains. <sighs> I feel like I just keep saying the word brains. Do I just keep saying the word brains over and over again? Because I just feel like I keep saying brains. Oh my god! We should do something with brains. Let's do something with brains. <laughs> Everyone's got a brain. Let's do brains. Let's do brain pills. We'll do brain pills. We'll make smart pills. We'll do it. Come on. It's brain pills. We did it. Okay, meet me outside. We did it. If you're just tuning in, um, he's got the brains and the brawn. Or I've got right. the brains. He's got the brawn. He's got the the looks. Uh, we'll be right. right back on Coke Talk. <laughs> Uh, um, um, broken so, down cars next up well, talk. <laughs> this is why because okay so all three of us are assuming this is taking place in a club yeah right well it's and, 1985 and I think I think everything took place in a club yeah. right I think it would have yes. to I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think legally you were obligated for things to take place in a, in a club or an arcade mm-hmm. right well again mm-hmm. as we just said where else is could this conversation possibly be happening? <laughs> but in, yeah. but in a nightclub, um, library. But what I was gonna say was, is the one reason why this might be a one-sided conversation is you can imagine at the end of every verse, the response is, "What?" <laughs> so <laughs> he may just largely be talking to himself <laughs> and shouting at this person who's like, "Ah, okay, yeah, man, sounds good." Yeah, 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 okay. Well, that's why right. that's why at the end of the second line, 
it's just let's make lots of and then the music Dun, starts he goes right. i don't know why i i thought we had a break in the music but now we don't so i'm sorry it sounded like maybe it was gonna get a little quiet for a second and then there, it but didn't. then they started back then up. it didn't yeah so the other side of this conversation is yeah i'd love one splash of cranberry <laughs> exactly oh, 4 30. Well, it's very, that's, it's very like mysterious. It's very, he's almost talking in code. Yeah. Sort of. I mean, I think he, you know, on one hand, he might be doing something smart where he's making himself seem vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's like, look, I've done this. I'm tired. I'm tired of the messing around. Right. right? You're, you're, you and me together. We're going to make this thing work. My car doesn't work. It's parked outside. It's broke down. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm a desperate man here. I need, I need your help. My right? car doesn't gonna- work. And that's where you come in. Cause you have the brawn right. of a car. <laughs> I'm going to ride you around. Please, please lift up the front of my car and drag it down the street. <laughs> Here's how we're going to make money. Uh, I'm going to buy a rickshaw. Uh, <laughs> you're going to pull it. Uh, I'm going to sit in the back. Yeah. Uh, somehow we'll figure out later how that makes money because no one could get in the rickshaw because I'm going to be in it. So <laughs> my car is outside. It is yellow. The plan is you will drive it. And you will pick people up and you will drive them places and then you will come back to me and give them, give me the fare that they pay. Are we just starting a cab company? No, 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 no. That's no, a scheme. That's, it's, not it's, a cab. It's, it's not a cab. It's a taxi. It's a totally different thing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's um, our scheme. That's, that's, that I, I got, I got brains twice. So, so I right. came up with this taxi idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to run, I'm going to run this scam. Called uh, legally getting a medallion from the, the city of New York, uh, and running a legal. This is total. This is a total crazy scam. Uh, running a legal taxi uh, right. operation, um, and we will collect fares, um, and you can you can keep tips. So, and this is like a just. I mean, this is galaxy brain stuff right here, right now. That That's I'm, right. These this crazy thing that I'm doing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the other thing, too, is, again, that he, he's just sort of like, you know, e- either he's, he's smartly being vulnerable or, again, he's, this is a terrible pitch job. He's like, look, I'm super smart. We're going to make a ton of money, but my car, <laughs> my car does not work. <laughs> it is outside. It literally the, it died on the way here. So well, either you say yes to this deal or I am done. This is, <laughs> this is the end of the road for me. You see this Jack and Coke? This is literally my last four dollars. <laughs> so, this is all I got. But here I is, couldn't even affo- I couldn't even afford the lime. Okay, you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? They charge extra for lime. <laughs> well, I assume in nightclubs, sure, sure. So here is oh, it's yeah. not like guacamole. <laughs> yeah, lime. <laughs> the lime is extra. The lime is extra. <laughs> what? You want a lime with that? It's an extra dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want um, a lime with it. But- I mean, is the lime in the avocado? Like, uh, is uh, so. Oh, did you say lime? I I just put half an avocado into your drink. That, I'm sorry. Is that gonna ruin it? Um, I mean, they whatever. They kind of look the same. They're both fruits. Did you so- not want a layer of guacamole on the bottom of your drink? Is that what's happening? <laughs> this is my first day. 
<laughs> my first day. My last job was at a Chipotle. Um, <laughs> I just put I'm guacamole also, on everything. <laughs> I'm also, to be clear, on a tremendous amount of cocaine. So, <laughs> hey, 1985. <laughs> I don't even work here. You should be pleased. Avocados don't even really show their face yet. No. <laughs> In 1985. I had to travel to South America to get this. They don't even import these. No, you know, 1985, the only place you're going to see an avocado, your appliances. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. Um, here's my question to get us back on a very bit of track. Color of, yeah, yeah, we get appliance. it. Are okay. you describing that to us? I'm describing it to, to, if you have to explain anybody it, who's in the market for an avocado colored refrigerator. Mm, mm, Please mm, go mm. back to the 70s, 80s. So here is my question. I think, Dan, those are two good points. My third point, and maybe this is a dumb point to make or obvious point to make, is is he, is the, let's call him the brains. Is, okay. <laughs> is the brains. The other guy's pinky, yes. Right. Uh, is the brains scheming the brawn? Mm. Is this all a setup oh. so that he is, mm, because mm, he's mm, like, mm, I just, mm, listen, mm. maybe there is no car, right? He's like, I've got a Benz outside. It doesn't work, so you can go look at it. Look, it's right there, but there doesn't. There's no point in us driving around in it because it doesn't work. Um, I need somebody who really understands things, who really gets it. You get it. The people I was working with before didn't get it, but you <laughs> get it. Uh, now, if you could tell two friends, and they'll tell two right. friends. <laughs> I'm and just gonna need a down payment. Anyway, here's mm. some Tupperware. Mm. But but right. <laughs> that's how I took it. You know. It. So you're saying that. Uh, so first of all, maybe he doesn't even have a car. Oh, he's scamming he's him. Like, and he's like, that super expensive car over there is yeah. definitely mine, but unfortunately it has broken down. Yeah, It's it broken is. down. Yeah. I lock my keys in it. I can't even get in. It's fine. It's just, fine. Just look at it real fast and then look back at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, that bridge over there, I own it. Uh, <laughs> I can't go next to it, unfortunately, but just trust me that it's there. Uh, um, hey, somebody's I driving away in good... your car. They fixed it. <laughs> good for them oh that's my driver yeah. he's gonna circle around <laughs> for a bit so i think there's three possibilities one he is he is he, i mean in all three possibilities he is a con artist of some kind sure right? mm -hmm. i think in the first possibility he does genuinely need a good looking dummy uh to help him with certain <laughs> schemes that he is going to be scheming okay so that part is legitimate the second thing is that he's just flat out scamming this guy. Like right. said, we're gonna, he's going to ask him for a down payment or whatever and then just disappear. The third thing is, is the combination of the two where he, he's going to run a scam with this good-looking dummy uh, and then double-cross him right. uh, and take all the money, I, which yeah. – hold on. I get, that's a good – I got to write that down for my screenplay. That is a good <laughs> – uh, he double-crosses the dummy. Okay, I wrote that down. That's uh, but you're – uh, your screenplay just added a ventriloquist dummy, didn't it, Dan? Oh, I knew it. Sorry. I knew it. I know. I know where mm. how your mind works. Um, yeah, I think maybe that's why he gives him two attributes. He's trying to butter him up. You've got bronze. You've got the looks. I've got the brains. But you, right? You've got you've got two things. I've got to my one. You're already up on this. You're already <laughs> exactly winning. You know, you're already yeah, yeah. in the positive. I mean, it's hard to it's it would be hard to say no, especially again if you're on a lot of cocaine. <laughs> if somebody's like, "You're incredibly good looking, uh, you're in incredible shape, and that alone is going to make us a lot of money," uh, who's going to say no to that? 
Yeah, Who's somebody walks say, a total stranger walks up to you and is like, hey, right. you're a good looking dummy. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like to do crimes? Yeah. Crime good? <laughs> Crime good. Um, could you possibly specify those crimes? No, I could not. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, they're just they're just generic crimes. It would go over your head. Did I not mention you're just a beautiful dum dum? <laughs> <laughs> But it's okay. You can lift things over your head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coming this summer, double cross dummy. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear the pretty dummy talk. Okay, we're gonna just gonna shush, shush, just stay there and and and, and look good looking. Okay, do twenty um, push-ups while I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, let me ask you this question: Do you want to be rich, guys? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I yeah? do. I do. Okay. You telling mm-hmm. us? You asking us, Dan? I mean, just saying, ask your, all I'm saying is ask yourself this question. Do you want to be rich? I mean, isn't that a question everybody asks themselves like every five minutes? All the <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> all the time. You know, lotto takes place seven days a week, right? Right. So at least once a day, yeah. you're like, you know, this is what I would do with this money. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I do want yeah. to be rich. Yeah. Nobody's okay. like, why would I play the lotto? I don't need that. Who's going to, what am I going to do with that money? <laughs> What am I going to do with my money? Speaking of the lotto, my favorite is always like, oh, man, I got to play the lotto. It's up to like $800 million. It's like back when it was $400 million, it was like, ah, it's not even worth it's it. It's not worth Forget it. it. After taxes? <laughs> are you kidding? Listen, the, listen, here's the thing. This is, yeah. So this is like, this is like, like two tangents down the lane. But here's the thing. <laughs> you get to, it gets to nearly a billion dollars, right? And you're right. like, give me 20 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on it cuz I'm going to win this thing. And then somebody wins it. It goes back to 40 million. You're like, "What after taxes? That's what am I going to get?" <laughs> yeah. A coffee? Come on. Right. What's the point? Yeah, people, 40 million. I can't live on that. I can't right. live. That's I'm going to start going through. That's going to last me 6 months tops. Tops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true though. Um now to be clear, during those 6 months I'm going to be shooting world Cro- class uh racing horses out of a cannon every single day (laughs) and so that is going to burn through some serious a solid gold cannon yeah solid gold cannon and and disposable solid solid gold gold cannon yeah Yeah, exactly so um yeah but i i have legitimately heard people say that like well you know after taxes i mean they take out so much taxes yeah (laughs) probably me dan probably me (laughs) it's just free money the government's giving you money and then they're taking some of it back Whatever you have left over, guess what? It's 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 free. It's literally just yeah. fell out of the sky. So yeah, but for yeah. under a billion, like it's not even worth it. <laughs> I know. Like True. The, the time it takes to get the ticket to cash in the ticket, like <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, if I won, I would just throw the ticket away. It's not even worth having to go down to the Seven Eleven and and yeah, yeah, collect it because then they get. Then the press is going to get involved. Forget Maybe it. I will if they have a new flavor of Slurpee. Maybe I'll yeah. go and put it in. But that's right. it's really more for the Slurpee than the, <laughs> than the Slurpee. ticket. You know what happens? You win the 40 million and it's like, well, it's not a billion, but you just, you go back to 7-Eleven and say, give me 40 million scratch offs. Right. That's the thing. <laughs> that's the, and the thing is, if you win less than a billion, it's just embarrassing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to oh, know when. Especially what you, if you went after somebody only... just won a billion and you won 40 right. million? People right. are going to look at you like, who do you think you are? We just and saw the... this, but it was a billion. Uh, who cares if you win? Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, a 40 so, millionaire? All right. 
well, whatever. <laughs> oh, only a forty millionaire. <laughs> um. So once again, he says, "I've got the brains. You got to oh, wait." Before we do that, got some money, and okay. this is not about the lottery. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the um, he's looking for a partner, someone who gets things fixed. Is yeah. he talking about the scheme or is he talking about his car? See, I think it goes both ways, Michael. Okay. That's the thing. That he's saying you can get my car fixed, but also you can fix lots of other things. Are you too serious? What do you mean? You really think it's also the car? Well, I'm saying he said my car is The car's a real extraneous detail. Right. Yeah, but again, I think it's 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 to show how sort of like sleazy-ish this guy is or like you know I, I don't think I don't think he's like quick question you've got looks and brawn are either of those things do either of those things come from the fact that you are a mechanic like no 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 I don't mean he's literally gonna fix the car I'm saying that metaphorically he's like you will fix the, the money we will make will fix my car and fix everything else okay. in my life or you know maybe, I mean? like, it's, not if it's, it's $40 million. No. If, what if this guy, maybe he's just looking for somebody who has a working car. Like, you, mm-hmm. you look like you're a licensed driver, and I need a getaway car. Right. <laughs> I mean, that could be right. That could be right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he should have mentioned that, though. And <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you, I got the braids, you got the looks, you got the broad, I got the braids. You got a car. <laughs> I got the brains. You have a driver's license. Uh, I, I got the, the brains. brains. Uh, you uh, have gas in your car. Uh, I have the brains. Um, you have fuzzy you dice. The- <laughs> I've got the brains. Right. It's like everyone here has a car. Yeah, but you're not too bad to look at. So while you're driving me around. <laughs> UF Frampton comes alive on a track. I have the brains. Um, I could keep going with this. The, what I'm trying to say is I have the brains. Um, and I need a car. Because I have the brains. Um, so yeah, well, again, cause I, so if we imagine that this is ha- happening in real time, cause when he once again says, I've got the brains, you got the looks like, I think him, him desperately trying to be like, look, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you got the, you know, you got the looks, right? right. I got the brains. Come on, man. Let's, let's, he's just desperately like pitching this over and over again. And again, the guy's like, what? Okay, man. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It sounds good. All right, I'm gonna go over here now. Um, so yeah, get the then he, get the guac. I don't care that it costs extra. <laughs> <laughs> they put it right in the drink. I know it sounds <laughs> weird, but it it works. So this goes back to the, is this all a scam? He's like, you can tell I'm educated. I studied at Sorbonne. How do we have any, how can I tell you're educated? All you did was just say that. I mean, I could say, I guys, I went to Harvard. You can tell yeah. that because I just told you that I did. Right. So you know that I'm educated because I stated the fact that I'm educated. Yeah. He brings his um, diploma um, everywhere. He's right. No, he's wearing a Sorbonne sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. I went to the Sorbonne, all I got was this lousy sweatshirt. <laughs> right, right. He, said, he goes, here, I would come outside, I would show you something. That's my mom's car. See, it has a sticker that says, 
my son went to Sorbonne, <laughs> so that's me. So, so you know, you can't fake that. You can't fake yeah, that. Yeah, it worked out well. It worked out well. Um, He's all now, over the place with these four, by the way. These four lines. I'm educated, right. went to Sorbonne, doctored in mathematics. I could have been a Don. What Do you think that every crime boss so, has a mathematics degree? Well, here's the thing. There's yeah, something about this that. Is, okay. I think this is this is because it rhymes. British talk. No, this is British talk. Oh. No, it's just. I, oh, Michael's got a, a backstory thing. Yeah. No, from what I read, Don in British slang means professor, like a college professor. Okay. So I'm saying I I I could have taught at Sorbonne. Oh, really? I don't. I mean, I don't know if it's if it's connected. I no, I don't know if it's specifically British because I. I looked it up, and according to Merriam-Webster, uh, mm. there are four meanings to the word Don. One okay. is a Spanish nobleman, like Don Quixote, so I don't think he means that. Mm-hmm. Um, a college Hello. or university professor. That's what? the one. Uh, yeah. A mafia leader. Mm. And the archaic definition is a person of consequence. So those last mm. three are kind of... Together. Yeah. Aha. It's it's interesting that they picked that word. Yeah. Well, because he could be any of those three things. He could be he could be a crime boss. He could be um he's smart enough to be a professor. Well, is that yeah. A nobleman. He's a gentleman. Well, it's he's got brains. Well, it also because (laughs) it um it it combined with the next two lines, it does that double meaning. First of all, I've never heard that for uh, as a professor. A right. college professor. Again, I've never again, heard that na- that word. Um, I think that's a British thing, as I said. But adding to, you know, if you add in the next two lines, it really does mm. add a lot to that. And like the, the well, double, say, double or triple meanings behind it. I want, I want, from what I understand, and I was not able to confirm this, mm-hmm. despite my best effort. But from what I understand, the other thing that you're supposed to understand here is when he says doctorate in mathematics, that is not something they offer at Sorbonne. Is that right, Michael? So, oh, int- I didn't go to Sorbonne. Um, no, but you did. <laughs> you did the background research on this song. That's why I was wondering. Right. I mean, the reason why she did, you went to Cinnabon, and so she thought maybe <laughs> <laughs> it was a similar thing. You learned how no, to make Cinnabons. I, I honestly, I tried. Like they don't mention like like on the Wikipedia page. They're like, oh, by the way, you can't get a doctorate in mathematics here. So I was unable to confirm that, but I think stop listening think to this Pet Shop Boys song and coming here and demanding a doctorate <laughs> well, you know in mathematics. Here's what I want to say: Wikipedia, the the entry for uh, Sorbonne College, no, like in popular culture section because that's <laughs> what I was looking for. No, I mean there are other places mention, to look up information on this, the Sorbonne. No, I know, but I'm saying I no mention of this song in the Wikipedia entry for Sorbonne. My point being. Huge oversight yeah. is what I'm saying. Huge failure you blew on Wikipedia's. It. You, you blew it, you Wikipedia. Blew it. You're not getting $5 from me. I'll tell you that much. Um, so, so anyway, I think it's possible that he is totally BSing here. Right. Because he did not go to Sorbonne because he doesn't know that you can't get a, a doctorate in mathematics there. He's mm-hmm. just making stuff up. And then, he, and then he's like, oh, yeah, again, it's like I went to college. And all my professors told me, you should be teaching this class. Right. You're so smart that <laughs> I'll sit here and you get up there. Yeah. Like that, that's what he's doing, right, essentially. Right, right. right. 
And then he's like, and you got to remember, this is 1985. He's like, I can program a computer. <laughs> okay. Uh, choose the perfect time. I don't even know. I don't even know what he means by the perfect time. I- but I think he's again. I think he's rambling. I think this is this yeah. is coke talk. He's just rambling. <laughs> um, but he's like, look, I I went to this great college. I I got a doctorate in mathematics. I could have been the teacher there. I could program a computer. Choose the perfect time. If you've got the inclination, I've got the crime. Um, mm. which I love. He sounds like a Dick Tracy character talking about <laughs> just just again just general crime. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No specifics on what crime. We're just going to be doing crimes. Well, you know what he's saying? He's like, you know what? I'm breezy. Whatever you yeah. want to do, I've got a crime for it. What do you want to do? Yeah, yeah. What do you want to do? You want to you wanna hold up a bank? I'll do that. You want to do right. some white collar crime? Sure, why not? Whatever, what you're, whatever you're inclined to do, I'm in for. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Well, I think you can also tell that he's not telling the truth because people who do have really impressive credentials don't necessarily list them mm-hmm. all at the same time um, sure. to a total stranger. I mean, sometimes right. they do, but you don't really want to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. But like, right. like he's not going to be like, hi, so nice to meet you. I studied at the Sorbonne. Right. And you? Right. Well, well again, he's I trying think... to, he's trying to. Yeah, um... I think it's all lies. Yeah. To he, your he's point. schmoozing him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even yeah. if it's and, not li- even if it's not lies for to to sort of scam this guy, it's he's trying to make himself bigger than he is, so right. that yeah. this guy'll sign on grandeur. to whatever. Yeah, right, right. Well, and he, and he, and he might have actually artist. convinced himself of this too. Possibly, sure. But I was going to say was well, he's a con artist, so he just lies naturally. He's just yeah, he's yeah, just making stuff up. Um, um, and the other I think, thing, well. Michael, yeah. you're just saying that normally people don't say their credentials. Another thing that professional uh, criminals usually don't say is, hey, let's go do some crimes. <laughs> uh, let's do things that are illegal. Uh, I don't want yeah. to shout that loudly uh, in, in, a, in a nightclub uh, about all the crime that I want to do yeah. with you specifically. You and I are going to do crimes together. I got the brains. Um, <laughs> Right now, that's my car, and that's its license plate. If anybody wants to write that down, <laughs> right. Um, it's, it's the one that uh, right under the bumper sticker says, "I totally went to Sorbonne." Yeah, <laughs> trust me. Um, also, like, all right. So, computer programming is obviously something different, but he talks about it like, "Yeah, I can use a computer," which I think in 1985 is. Very slightly more impressive than now. He's like extremely uh, uh, extremely impressive. It's it's basically him and Ferris Bueller. That's it. Yeah, Yeah, and the war games and 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 the war games. And that's the same guy. I mean, it's really Matthew Broderick. (laughs) Matthew Broderick. (laughs) Matthew Broderick. (laughs) Oh my God! Is this Matthew Broderick? (laughs) Is this Matthew Broderick? This isn't. (laughs) He's like, we got to go right now. I'm taking the day off from school. And also, thermonuclear war is about to break down. Oh my god! And that is his car, and it doesn't work. Oh my god! Look, I've got the brains. You've got the looks. We have to convince a computer to play uh, tic tac toe against itself. It's the only way we can avoid. And also, my girlfriend Sloane has to get back home. And the guy that he's talking to at the bar is like, "He'll keep calling me. He'll keep calling me." 
This is Cameron. He's talking to Cameron. He's Cameron. talking to Cameron. This is Ferris this and is Cameron. Great. Yes, yep, that's absolutely. right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. This is yep. the this is this is the next day off. Yep. <laughs> I can yeah. dance in a parade. I can play the clarinet. <laughs> yeah. Never had yeah. one lesson. Never had one lesson. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can dance around in my room to the I Dream of Genie theme. Yep. I can I can stare at a painting real hard. <laughs> I can have some worry about soup that. Rep, ha, towel around my head. <laughs> I get reservations at the best restaurants. Um, Guys, do you know that the mom and dad, first mom and dad in real life got married after that movie? No, did they? Aww. Yes. Yes. I think they That's really cool. awesome. But they met on the on that movie and they got married. Really. Yeah. Isn't that nice? It's Aww. so nice. nice? No, nice did they adopt Matthew Broderick and Jennifer Grey or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not That's against nice. their will. They didn't okay. that to happen, but they forced it. Kidnapped. Yeah, they yeah. kidnapped them. It was, they kidnapped them. And they bought that house. They were like, no, yeah. this is real now. Mm-hmm. Adopt, kidnap, potato, potato. They drove Matthew Broderick to school every day. He's like, I'm like 28. What are you? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I'm in war so games. You... <laughs> so the point is that this is Matthew Broderick. Yeah, um, yeah we yep. worked it out. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. So we, so, it took but some he, time to get there, but we got it. We got it, you guys. Yeah. I will say this, though. If he is serious about the programming computer part, he actually might be onto something. Because in 1985, you could you could do all kinds of stuff with the computer because nobody was going to stop Oh, it. yeah. Like, nobody knew how any of this stuff worked. So you, if you could get into a bank and just type, like, give me your money, they'd be like, well, the computer said to do it. So <laughs> here right. you are, Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there. So, yeah, if he could program a computer, he might actually be able to steal stuff. Problem being, he doesn't need the good-looking guy. That's the only thing. Unless, I don't know. No, he does. Here's why. He, yeah. he does the background work of, you know, getting into the computer. When it comes to going to the, the, bank. the bank, he right. needs the looks to sort of he give needs a, little, someone to charm a little wink. The he needs somebody to charm the teller. And he doesn't have it. Yeah, he yeah. just has brains and a computer. Yeah. He wanted a car. They got him a computer. <laughs> <laughs> he has to go um, into the bank and be like, what's your name? Jolene? That's a pretty name. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Rugg segment. Okay. So um, <laughs> he says, oh, there's a lot of opportunities if you know when to take them. You know there's lots of opportunities. If there aren't, you can make them. Make or break them. Um, that's the most. Get, that's the most coke talk of them all. He is. He's just rambling. You're all point. over the place now. <laughs> he is just like he's like. There's all opportunities Holy if you can make them, and if you can't, if you can't take them, then you can make them. Uh, you can make a break them. Uh, you can break any break them. Uh, you can break that. Yeah. Let's break. The, are we? Let's break that right now. Let's go outside and ride bikes. Let's go right now. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm he thirsty. Is, I'm <laughs> Somebody else thirsty? Oh my god! Is that a moon coming down from the ceiling? <laughs> oh my god! Is it Bianca Jagger on a horse? What's happening? <laughs> this is great. We're gonna make a break opportunities. Break them? <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Uh, um, why does it rhymes? Make- Let's dance. <laughs> I feel like a million bucks right now. Can I just say I feel like a million bucks right now? I just felt great. I don't feel better. Listen, the '80s are never gonna end. Um. <laughs> <laughs> What? You hear me? No come up and <laughs> uh the make or why would he say make or break them? Break opportunities. I guess saying that it's in this guy's hands, it's in the bronze hands. 
of you can make right. these opportunities or you can break them. Listen, I can walk away right now and go to some other, you know, muscly hunk and, you know. Yeah, I think them. it's that. I think he's saying like, look, an opportunity is presenting. Picture him not out of his mind on cocaine. Um, right. Okay, I'll try. Like, I'll like try. it's a legitimate, not a legitimate, but like a like a actual business conversation, like an mm-hmm. like an illegal business conversation. Where so he says, um, "Look, I'm presenting you with this opportunity, and right. you can take it." And um, you know, like when an opportunity like this presents itself, you have to take it. And if an opportunity doesn't present itself, you make the opportunities for yourself. And we are making these opportunities for ourselves. And if you don't make them, it will break things. Michael, on on you. You could be a mob boss. That was I, I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm thirsty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was explained very well, Michael. Michael, this one sounds odd. I am transferring the contents of my bank account to you. <laughs> I don't even know why. I I, just, I don't even know when that happened. I am. Going Would you like to, to play a game? Yeah, I am <laughs> going to a local establishment and saying. Mikey G sent me, and then doing <laughs> something. I don't know what. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know. Be a, be a shame if this place burned down. <laughs> I mean that literally. This is a nice place. I feel really this bad. This is beautiful. This is good woodwork. How long has this been here? Do you, can I ask you a question? Do you have enough fire extinguishers? I can, <laughs> I can buy you some fire extinguishers. I'm really worried about this place burning down. Mm. Let's make some. Um, let's <laughs> let's make some opportunities to get you some fire extinguishers in here. <laughs> get the sprinklers installed. You don't have sprinklers in this place. <laughs> Hold on. Hold, hold on, my boss is calling me. He's saying I'm terrible at uh, being a mob person. I have to go <laughs> ahead. real quick. I'm sorry. Anyway, here's some money, and uh, we'll leave you alone. <laughs> I don't think that's how we do this. Oh, man. Oh, man, I'm so bad uh, at this. Screw this up. <laughs> oh. You know, but you know that there has to be, like, if you're in the mob, right, mm-hmm. there's got to be, a, you got to have a first day. Right, you know sure. what I mean. <laughs> like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be like, oh, you excuse him. He's, I'm, I'm trading him. I'm, I'm so I'm sorry. sorry. He's screwing up. Well, there's that part in the in the Godfather. And spoiler alert for the Godfather. But this never. Well, hold on. I was gonna say this never occurred to me. But the but the guy who's betraying them that they end up killing in the beginning, um, they're like, hey, where's that guy? And they're like, he called in sick. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess sometimes you gotta call in sick to the mob. <laughs> Like I guess sometimes you're so sick, and you're like, "Hey, sir, I can't be at that murder. I got a cold yeah. or whatever, you know." Um. So yeah, my my point being, like, yeah, you, sometimes it, it's gonna it's gonna be your first day. I'm sorry, I've got the sniffles. Teddy the frog is gonna have to fill in <laughs> as the enforcer today. I've got yeah, a tummy yeah. ache. <laughs> um. The more competitive so- families have unlimited paid time off. So yeah, it's right. great. Yeah, you don't get limited yeah, yeah. to like two weeks, six days. Well, or nowadays, I mean, it's really weird because if you're in the mob, you can work from home, which is odd. <laughs> yeah, all, all you can yeah. do is send threatening Slack messages to people. That's, that's right. That's the, that's all you can do. Yeah, it's weird. I've got a twelve. Um, I've got a twelve o'clock Zoom interrogation. I don't know how I'm gonna get these uh, <laughs> these pliers uh, into that dude's mouth to pull his teeth, say, right. but I'll figure it hey, out. Hey, do me a favor. Could you pull your own? Uh, toenail out real quick uh, <laughs> while I ask you this question. Oh, it's the possible? new normal, am I right? We're all getting used <laughs> to it. Michael, 
This is a great verse. Mm-hmm. It's a great verse. Here's what I want to say um, to this other person who does not exist uh, and does not need my advice. Um, think about it seriously. You know what makes sense. What makes sense? He hasn't told. Only thing he has told you is that he can program a computer and he wants to do unspecified crimes. It's Again. all the eyes. What is it's he talking about? It's all the eyes. He's, I mean, he, he gets he's, it. He's saying he's basically guaranteeing him like you are going to make a lot of money. It makes sense. You have to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, what are we going to do? Don't ask me that. Don't ask me about my business, Braun. <laughs> right. <laughs> the come and take a walk with me is yeah. is such a great line. Like, how do you feel about it? Like, let's do a walk and talk. Let's let's do a West Wing walk and talk. Yeah. Um, around this very crowded club. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, why are the- they going to go outside to, mm. to to now talk about it seriously and get away from people? Because that's the other thing too. If he is going to reveal his actual plan, he might be like, come on, let's go take a walk down by the dock where he could be alone. Yeah. And actually, and I can actually talk about what we're going to do here. So, because I don't think you can arrest someone for saying, I want to do an unspecified crime. Uh, so at this point, he's still okay until he actually says what he's going to do. So right. Right. he may, that might be part of the, the reason for the walk is that he can actually spill the beans. So when he says, I'm looking for a partner regardless of expense, yeah, I don't know what that means. That's a weird line. Um, it's a great line, but it's a weird line. Because I originally thought it was like he's saying to him, you want to partner up, or he's saying to, to the brawn, you want to partner up, that's the expense. Like, like, no. You want to partner up with me regardless of the expense to you. Like you were saying, like the upfront fee. But now it's looking at the actual lyrics. It's regardless of expense of how much it's going to cost him. Right. But this isn't, I mean, this is definitely crime, right? The last two, the last verse. Yeah, he says, if you've got the inclination, I have got the crime. But it sounds, because yeah. it's, doesn't it sound like the, the last verse is more like a, um, like a, an indecent proposal? Like, it almost, that almost sounds that way. Like he's what, changing what, he, what the what name he, of a part, what the what the meaning of partner is. Come and take a walk with me. Like they're going away that way, but it's so that's why I'm the regardless of expense makes any makes no sense. Like it went from a like to like a midnight cowboy situation. Hmm. Urban cowboy, midnight cowboy, midnight cowboy. Yeah, American gigolo, one of those. Um, <laughs> Rhinestone cowboy. No, <laughs> really. <laughs> Is that right? I don't, I don't know which one. one. I don't know. Some cowboy. John Voight. It's John Voight. But, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is the one. I mean, the single-mindedness, I know what I could be, adds to the fact that this guy is uh, confident. He's a con man. He's a confidence right. man. Uh, and then from there- And I there, think delusional, too. Right. From there, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, if he's saying regardless of expense, that's the line that I don't get is- It could be- Maybe it's the split. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not like 50-50. Maybe it's like a 60-40 kind of thing. Maybe yeah. it's... Um, I don't know. It's it's a weird line. Yeah. Well, or maybe he's just saying like whatever money they're going to have to lay out. Right? Like that could be he's too. Like, he's got to get right, that car right. fixed if they want to get away. We're going to go big. We're sure. Go big on this one. I don't know. But... Yeah. Upfront costs. Yeah. 
and they've got a licensed Donka Shane and um, <laughs> shake it up, twist and shout. Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. the funny thing about this is he when he's saying like that he'll do anything regardless of expense. They already have zero dollars, right? Combined. So regardless of expense, doesn't matter. There's he has no money. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. What's the expense? Well, we can't expense anything. <laughs> when he says my car's outside, I'm afraid it doesn't work. He's, is he talking about a red convertible that he shot through the back of a glass mm-hmm. garage? Yes. Yeah. Down a cliff. Of course. Okay. I just wanted. To, I'm just double checking. Just yeah. Just want to fully confirm that this song is about Ferris Bueller, <laughs> the, the character <laughs> from the movie. Who do you so, love? You love a car. Yeah, yeah. So this last line is them really getting into the nitty gritty of it and like, like taking it more seriously. Yes. It's the, it's, yeah. They're, they're coming out of their, like the coke high and figuring out, okay, <laughs> we're, no, this, we're really going to do this. We're really going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> what was it again? We'll figure it out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 1980s. Look, it's the best way to make money. It's 1980s computer crime. That's that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Just ask Carmen San Diego. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Was like, so what exactly is it? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna sell bootleg versions of Tetris. Yeah, yeah. That's we're gonna sell bootleg. That's what we're gonna do. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So and we're gonna make money. Um so I think that's about it. Michael, you have a line here at the end. Well that is uh before I've we get to that before. Before okay. we get to that. Um yeah. Do you think the the chorus at this point has um like overlapping vocals? Uh-huh. Yes. Which is kind of <gasps> cool. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Do you think it's the two of them like he's yes. convinced this guy? Yeah. Yeah. That he's like repeating so everything that he says? Yeah, he's saying let's make lots of money and the the original con man is saying got the brains, got the looks. Yeah. You've got the right. you know? Let's, yes. Let's make yeah. lots of money. Yep. Oh, without a yeah, doubt. Yeah, yeah. He found his partner. Aww. Aww. That's lovely. It, they did it. That is it. nice. Do you think- um, way, to, way to get a partner for that unspecified crime. At, in your opinion, uh, now that this partnership is cemented, mm-hmm. is there going to be an actual like thing they're going to do, or is he just going to scam this guy and be like, look, I need 10 grand, uh, and then I'll I'll get back to what the crime's going to be, and then he just disappears. I still think it's a scam, especially this last line when he says, "Think about it seriously. You know it makes sense." Right. I feel a little bit like he's like, "Listen, it you you know this all makes sense." Right. So the scam is just to tell guys that they're really good looking, um, and uh, and then just like steal their money. Listen, you're like gonna. That's. that's- the that's the the long and the short of it. You're gonna give me ten thousand dollars. Give me three months. When I come back, you're gonna get sixty thousand from that original. You know it makes right, sense. Right. Think about it. How? Come Don't on. ask about it. Look, See, there's a there's a country called Nigeria, and they got a princes, right? So he there's yep. some Nigerian prince, and he's gonna give you the money. So we got it. Think about it. It makes sense. It makes sense. Don't worry about it. See, I think he's. I think that he is actually planning some sort of thing. Well, you're an optimist, Michael. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so optimistic to think that, that these two characters are actually right. going to commit a crime. Um, I think one of two things happens. One, they attempt to commit the crime and fail. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Or two, they do nothing. <laughs> they they just <laughs> and I think that's the more likely big option. Plans. I think they just they talk about it. They mm. they have big right. plans of how they're gonna make it rich and just never do. Yeah. Yeah. And this yeah. could be the fiftieth time they've had this conversation. Mm. Mm. Okay. He's like, no, this time I mean it, man. <laughs> this time it's, I mean uh, it. This, this could very easily be Ralph Cramden and Ed Norton. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. I got I know this the other- get-rich-quick scheme. I know this I- episode where he just kept on saying, <laughs> Norton, you're the bronze. Norton, <laughs> yep. you got the looks. I got the brains. Um, He's like, look, I know the other 49 times it was, but I promise this time it's not just the coke talking. I actually <laughs> really do have a plan. And the the broken down car outside is probably the bus that he drives. So that's right. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Mm. And like, this whole conversation is taking place um, in a kitchen, either uh, at a bowling alley, a pool yeah. hall, or at the Raccoon Lodge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Right. Yep. So instead of right. So instead of like eighty synth pop playing, in reality, it's the. There's it's just like, the hucklebuck <laughs> there's just some jazz music playing yep. yeah in the background yeah yeah, yeah. they're doing the hucklebuck mm-hmm. you got um, it it's the hucklebuck <laughs> <laughs> so michael do you want to talk about this last slide i've never i've yeah. never heard this and i don't know what on earth this is supposed to be and where does it so. take place where does it where does it land at the very end at the very end um so I mean, Dan, you read the lyrics. Do you want to read the lyrics or do you want to, we could, let's, let's talk about it now. And then <laughs> if we want, we could talk, we're going to talk about it later as well. Okay. Okay. So is it, all right. Well, anyway, the line here that again, I've never, I've heard this like many times. It's, it says it was in the original recording, which I guess I've not heard, but the line is all the love that we had and the love that we hide, who will bury us when we die? That seems unrelated to what was going on yeah. earlier. Yeah, it's a and it's kind of dark. Um, so that's oh, in. Oh, really? <laughs> <think so? laughs> there are uh, two versions of this song. Uh, there's an original mm-hmm. recording, and then there's the second recording that ended up on the album. Um, okay. And they omitted it from the second recording. I think they thought it sounded. It was the exactly the way you reacted, where it's like, this is kind of out of nowhere. This doesn't yeah. make sense. It sounds a little pretentious. So they took it out um, of the second version. Oh, and did they the Pet do... Shop Boys take it out? Yes. Okay. Not not like the record company. Right. Got it. That's, mm-hmm. That's correct. Um, and um, that line, all the love that we had and the love that we hide, um, that actually ends up getting used in another song on the same album called Why Don't We Live Together. Yeah, I, okay. yeah, I was going to say, it sounds familiar. Have mm. I heard that song? I, I, I can't answer that question for you, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like you could, but okay. I would imagine, yes. It is a good line. Um, so, yeah. So, and we'll get into this in the next segment, but there are... There are two versions. The original version is out there. They shot a video for both versions. Um, so. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, more about that in our next segment. <laughs>
Uh, all right. Well, on that, uh, frankly, somewhat confusing note, let's <laughs> talk <laughs> expanded universe. What do we got? Expanded universe. I mean, can I pitch something real quick? Let's sure go can. for it. And this and this will be fast. I mean, can I just say that the Pet Shop Boys are back in town? <laughs> is that, <laughs> is, is yep. that anything? Yep. Is this whole conversation. <laughs> this whole conversation takes place at uh, Dino's Bar and Grill. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, there you go. Maybe the Pet yep. Shop Boys are the boys that are mm-hmm. back in town. There you and go. And they're here. They're here. They're at Dino's Bar and Grill, and they're here to do unspecified crimes yeah that's right well, certainly so you know what'll happen i mean we don't know who exactly our brains is talking about at some point maybe they do get some they do commit a crime and maybe they mm-hmm. take the money and run okay oh yeah take the money and you run know? sure absolutely right yeah i think yeah, this yeah. could be a prequel for billy joe and bobby sue yeah right yeah are they um, down in Texas? And do they know just what the facts is? That's the question. Yeah. I mean, he do- he knows know. what the facts is. He doctored mathematics and can program a computer. That's true. <laughs> all right, this all makes sense. Yeah. Um, I like it. Or if it's not Billy Joe talking to Bobby Sue, maybe um, maybe our narrator's talking to uh, Rubber Duck. Mm. And uh, he's like, look, my car's not working. Can I hitch a ride? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! In your truck. <laughs> Wait a yeah. minute! Is this is this Ali McGraw? Is this Ali mm-hmm. McGraw? Yep. We talk about this Ali McGraw. He's uh, he's also a photographer. <laughs> I was gonna say, see our uh, mini sode for yeah. uh, <laughs> explanation <laughs> on that joke. If you're like Ali McGraw, what? <laughs> uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I was wondering if maybe the person he's talking to is Big Bad John. Uh, just simply because Big Ben John is very strong, he held up an yeah. entire mine. Mm-hmm. So, so that might that might be maybe he got maybe he got out of the mine and was like, I need something to do, and he was like, let's do crimes, and then they Big Ben John did crimes because he's very strong. I mean, it could also be Tennessee Ernie Ford. He was um, he loaded sixteen tons of number nine mm-hmm. coal. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Very strong. Yeah. <laughs> Very strong. I feel like I, I, as a general, though, I feel like good-looking men don't have states as their name. I'm just gonna say that. I feel like if you're, if you're like, if your name is Tennessee or Texas, uh, I'm just saying you're probably, probably not the best-looking guy. That, oh all. man, now I'm trying to go through uh, and see okay. if I, if we, if I can prove you wrong. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, uh, what about uh, Connecticut Paul Newman? Uh, oh yeah, uh, he's okay. Very. Is <laughs> that what they called him? Connecticut Paul. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know that. Yeah we, call, yeah, we call him Connie for short. Yeah. Um, uh, South Dakota Idris Elba. Everybody knows <laughs> that oh, is yeah, South Dakota Idris Elba. Yeah, Idris Elba is definitely from South yep. Dakota. No, it's just his Absolutely. name. It's just his name. It's just oh, his okay. name. <laughs> is it's that fine. the South Dakota in in England yes, that he uh, that's right. that he lives in? Yeah. Um. All right. I don't know anything else on this one. I mean, they're probably you know drinking whiskey from Copperhead Road. I would imagine in this club. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I mean the the Copperhead Road whiskey. I think is has exclusive deals with every bar. 
well, in the in the story song expanded universe. I mean, sure. this is this is one of two places. This is either Dino's Bar and Grill or it's the Copacabana. It might be the Copacabana right. cuz it's a disco now. No, more than no, a bar and yeah. grill. So, it might it might take say, place at the Copa. Well, I'm going to say it's definitely the Copa cuz that place that place is a is a asshole. I mean, people get killed there all the time. That's so, true. yeah, <laughs> it's probably a lot of That's true. A lot of St- gr- oh, so much stuff going on there. A lot of a lot of crimes going yeah. on in the Copa. The place is a death trap. Uh, Maybe the bartender uh, offered them, you know, a bourbon, a scotch, and a beer, and they were like, nah, probably like cocaine. And <laughs> then, like, a little bit later on, he was like, okay, closing time. And that's when he's like, all right, come take oh, a walk with me. Oh, nice. Yes, nice. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think we can leave it there. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Everything definitely else is a bar- stretch. Yeah. The bartender from closing time is is the bartender in, in the Copacabana where they're where they're coming up with their crime. So yep. I love it. everything. Yeah. <laughs> anything else would be a stretch. No, this, this all makes perfect sense. Okay. <laughs> or wait, what was uh, the bar? What was the bar that they were at in, um, long, cool woman? Wasn't like the FBI working there. Uh, well, he was working for the FBI. It was a, it was a, it was a mob speakeasy though. So maybe it was there and he realized like, Oh, this guy's undercover. So let's, let's go for a walk. Yeah. Oh. I think we decided. I think at the time, though, I think we decided that bar eventually turned into the Copa Cabana. Yeah, because oh, there's no okay. So th- this all adds up. It's this all adds up. Yeah, it's all, it still works. Yeah, it's, it's the, the Copa. It's all the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could also could also be the bar where the Sultans of Swing are, mm. where I believe South Dakota Idris Elba hangs out. Uh, yeah, that is in, <laughs> that's right. That See? is in London. So so it works out. Uh, or maybe they just uh, decide right. to oh. leave the bar and go for a walk when when Pearl goes on the stage and. They're just like I can't. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> I can't listen to this. It's too. She's let's take. Uh, a walk. She's singing for the lost and the lonely again. I. Let's take a walk. And 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 crime talk. I don't know. In <laughs> <laughs> crime talk. Take a walk. Do crime. Anyway, it's I've good. got. Anyway, I've got the brains. Let's take a crime anyway, talk. Let's, let's take a crime walk in crime talk. <laughs> take a crime walk and do some crime talk. <laughs> <laughs> my brain my brain let me talk good um all right guys let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll talk about the history of this song with story behind the story this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. look guys there's no question that the last few years have been a bit rough maybe you're feeling scared or anxious or confused and you just need someone to talk to heck it would be weirder if you didn't without a healthy mind being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is, therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work. Or you're not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles. And start feeling better. Because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't even have to see anyone if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really all about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to StorySong Podcast listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash story song, all one word. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash story song 
Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well... I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. All right, we're back. It's time for a story behind the story. How did this story come to be? But before we do that, we have another five-star review from Podcasts to read. Uh, and this one, the headline is so good. Great. Can't go wrong there. <laughs> but what's Can't the headline? There. That's it. Oh, the, the headline, headline is so is good. So good. Mm. You got it? I got you it. You got it? So, Michael, third base. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it's from SDA60. Uh, and I'll let everyone at home come up with a funny joke about what SDA stands for. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have time for that right now. I gotta, I, we, got, we got things to do. We got to move on. Um, <laughs> we can't so spell five... everything out for you guys. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Start pulling your weight. You guys got to do some of the work. <laughs> uh, so anyway, SDA 60. Uh, headline, so good. Five stars. It's just a great show. Clever, thoughtful, a superb convo of what a music convo should be. Dot dot dot. So it's it's. I like that because it's like there's more. To, there's more yeah. to it. I just I'm not gonna write it, but <laughs> yeah. you can fill in the rest for yourself. And the but. rest is behind a firewall. It's like the New York Times. <laughs> you exactly. have to, or a paywall rather. You have to. Yeah, it's a, you have to buy. Oh, you've for you've reached your review cents. limit for the month. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> for four forty for four ninety nine a month, you can find out the rest of the. That's review. right. No. Uh, SDA sixty. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank great you. review. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Yeah, if you could leave us a five star review on uh, Apple Podcast or Good Pods or Podchaser or wherever you want, mm-hmm. anywhere you can leave a review, anywhere uh, leave we can that find five it. Yeah, anywhere. <laughs> Not anywhere. I mean, you again, want. we'll we'll search the world for it. If you're like, hey, I wrote it on a rock on a beach. And turned it over. Go find it. We'll do it. <gasps> but it's what not if, one of those things. That'd be a fun movie. Yeah, that would be a fun yeah, movie. Yeah. It's um, for a very specific audience, um, podcasters yeah. only. Um, <laughs> but it, it's not one of those things where it's like you write a letter and then you just like fold it up and and put it away and never send it. It's mm-hmm. right. you want it somewhere that we could find it. Sure, sure. Let us know. Yeah. If you do that, uh, somewhere we can find it. Uh, we'll read it on the show. So. Thank you again, SDA60, and thank, thank you. you, listener out there in the future when you write your review. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the story behind the story. Michael. Yes. You did the research on mm-hmm. this one. 
you you looked into the Pet Shop Boys, and you're going to tell us all about it. And I just have one question for you. Mm-hmm. What have I? What have I? What have I done to deserve this? <laughs> well, I will tell you. Oh um, yes. God. Um, interesting fact is I yeah. was supposed to do the research on this. Uh, oh no! I did not know that. Anyway, oh, I assume they own a pet shop. That's and, news. Uh, they like opportunities. Yeah, they are musicians. Um, Your opportunity is two for one cat food today. Michael, Michael is. <laughs> Michael is uh, uh, like he's doing a book report and just re- and didn't read the book, so he's <laughs> desperately spinning his wheels. The uh, uh, so um, uh, I guess this uh, I guess this piece was kept separate. Um, <laughs> Got to really separate those pieces, from Something what I understand. About jousting a limb. This oh. is a story about killing uh, mockingbirds <laughs> and uh, how to? Is it a how to? I think it's how to kill them. Self help. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. There's a tree. The cover has a tree, so I guess it's where mark- mockingbirds live in the tree. Um, so the Pet Shop Boys are mm-hmm. a very, 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 very good band. Okay. Yeah. There. <laughs> you need tw- uh, 20 more words. Sorry. Okay. Uh, very good. Very, very good. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Close um, enough. Michael, I'm, I just want to say I'm loving this bit, but mm-hmm. maybe maybe let's move on to the actual. The actual no. <laughs> no. Never let a bit die. Um, <laughs> that's our motto on this show. Um, so the Pet Shop Boys are um, made of um, two people. Singer mm-hmm. Neil Tennant, born July yeah. 10th, 1954, and keyboardist Chris Lowe, born October 4th, 1959. Um, okay. The two of them met on August 19th, 1981. Um, they met in an electronics shop on King's Road in London. Um, they had a conversation and discovered that they were both interested in dance and electronic music. Um, and shortly after, they began writing together. Did they work so, in the electronic shop, or they just met while shopping? I believe they met while shopping. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So I can safely say I've never talked to anyone while I was shopping and be like, "So, what are you into?" <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think it was. I, I think it was like uh, the type of electronic shop that, yeah, like hi-fi kind of stuff that, right, or like electronic music kind of like that that you clearly have an interest in this. It wasn't just a mm-hmm. PC Richards and they were trying to get toasters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were they yeah, they weren't like browsing toaster ovens and being like, "Do you like electronic music? I like electronic <laughs> music." But let that be a lesson. Anytime you're like, right. "I need to run to the store today." Mm-hmm. I'll do it tomorrow. If you do it today, you're going to meet your writing partner and bandmate of yeah. 40 plus years. Change your life. Right. I mean, I when I am in the supermarket, I do walk up to people and I say, "Do you like the beeps and the boops?" And uh, <laughs> they move away from me pretty quickly. Yeah, so. that's how you get ahead in line. Yeah, and that you get the whole produce aisle <laughs> <Yeah>. yourself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Nobody crowds the bananas. You just you're in and out of that store in five minutes. It's great. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the self checkout. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, their original name was West End. But eventually they called themselves Pet Shop Boys because they had friends who worked in a pet shop in Ealing. Oh. That's it. They're, so, so they're not a, even the Pet a, Shop Boys. 
No, there's a there's literal pet shop. There's other boys who are pet shop boys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> literal pet shop, no subtext. Um, and they said, we thought it sounded like an English rap group. So they it's meet in 1980. It is. It is a great name. Uh, they meet in 1981. Um, and again, let's preface this as we do <laughs> everything. Um, mm. Pet Shop Boys have a very long history. They are prolific writers and producers. We're focusing. Uh, this is a brief history and we're focusing on this song. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, in uh, they meet in 1981 and uh, start writing together. In 1982, Neil Tennant got a job uh, working at working as a journalist for Smash Hits, a British music magazine. Mm. Um, and around that time, Neil and Chris became fans of the work of New York record producer slash musician Bobby Orlando, known professionally as Bobby O, mm. who is a pioneer in high energy music. And that's high, mm. the letter N, the letter R, the letter G. I did not know that was a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that he was known as Bobby O because Bobby Orlando sounds like a record producer, <laughs> but it sounds like a record producer from the seventies and he wants to be in the eighties. You know, he wants okay. to be a, a new producer. Bobby, or- yeah. Bobby Orlando wears Hawaiian shirts and yeah. is hangs out in the ni- early seventies. You know, gotcha. Bobby, o, Bobby O, he's on the cutting edge of high energy. Bobby is Bobby- a robot. Yeah. Bobby is a robot. <laughs> That's right. Bobby, right. Bobby Orlando. The problem is Bobby Orlando sounds like the record producer character that would be on the Golden Girls. <laughs> who's, who's producing Rose's album. Yes. Right? He'd be like, hey, I'm Bobby Orlando. And like, you know, uh, B. Arthur is just not trusting this guy. But so I think that's the problem is that <laughs> Bobby Orlando is almost too good of a record producer name. It sounds like something they would make up for a sitcom. Right. That's true. So I think that's why you had to go with Bobby O. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be funny well, if Bobby Orlando had it. a had an office in Miami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he where he could produce Rose's album. Yeah. Right. And that's an I mean, episode would, I'd love to see. Well, the, I, but the problem is that his mail will keep going the wrong place because he lived in Miami and they'd keep sending it to Orlando. The mailman right. get confused. <laughs> it's, it's so tough. So tough. And they use that episode as a pilot for the spinoff, The Bobby O Show. The Bobby O, sure. And the whole thing is about his mail keeps getting mixed up. And there's a mailman yeah. who, right. who keeps mixing up the mail. Mm-hmm. And his catchphrase is, his catchphrase is, I'll remember it next week, Mr. O. And then it doesn't happen. Yeah. What do I know? I'm just a robot. Um, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) so he was a pioneer in uh, the high energy, high energy genre. Um, And a little bit about high energy music. It started in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, It's almost like an evolution of disco, but it doesn't have like the funk element Mm -hmm. of disco. It's... Mm -hmm all electronic, all synthesized, computerized. Um, something like, think about, like, I Feel Love by Donna Summer. Um, right. And it's, it's got a sound that's somewhere between, like, disco and new wave. Mm-hmm. In fact, the vocals have been described as, like, new wave-style vocals. Um, in fact, the term high energy started to be used when Donna Summer explained the success of I Feel Love um, in an interview by describing it the fact that people liked it because it was so high energy. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
So there you go. And then they yeah. just yeah. used the letters and it became right. a thing. That well, they were like, like, yeah, it was like the 80s. They were like, oh, it's the 80s. We can't just spell out high energy like Actually, a spell. Yeah. We yeah. got to make it crazy. Well, I think, we don't have Bobby, I think Bobby O said, no, 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 no. We're not using words anymore. We're only using <laughs> yeah. letters. Yeah, yeah. No extra letters. I, we, we don't I have don't, time for that. It's the, it's 80s, the 80s, man. Yeah, exactly. That's it. We got to move. We got to move. We got to move. Let's go. <laughs> you know, Nintendo, all that stuff. Um, so, Bobby O, uh, as an artist, is known for songs like She Has a Way. Um, that was his song as a solo artist. And mm -hmm. as a producer for songs like Passion by The Flirts. Um, so, that's Bobby O. Uh, in August 1983, Smash Hits sent Neil Tennant, um, who was working as a journalist at that point, to New York to interview Sting and the police. Um, and he said about that trip, I thought, well, if I've got to go and see the police play, then I'm also going to have lunch with Bobby O. And they did. Um, the two met was, at, hold on was that it was that a subtle slam at the police yeah was, was like, that, well, my god is the police yeah, play I've no 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 i don't think so i don't think so i think it was mm. no i'm starting a feud right now between <laughs> yep. the and the police the pet shop boys and the police very uh, relevant <laughs> i think it was <laughs> i think he was saying like if he has to make this trip right, right, right. if he has to yeah. if he has to sit on a Fair plane enough. for eight hours um Fair enough. might as well have lunch yeah sure. oh and with bobby yeah. um yeah. so the two of them met at uh the applejack diner in new york city on broadway between 54th and 55th streets um and during this conversation you know it i know you <laughs> i see you thinking about it you know where it is where is where, where i'm trying between 54th and 55th okay go on um it's uh more near the corner. Yeah, just I think one I yeah. corner. Just keep going. Yeah, okay, it's fine. <laughs> it's um, not a, this nobody, isn't, this isn't the Mad like, Quest podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I miss that? Um, so during this lunch, they decided to work together. So this meeting happened on August nineteenth, nineteen eighty-three, which is exactly two years to the day after um, Neil and Chris met in London. In that electronics shop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, starting in 1983, the duo recorded several tracks with Bobby O, including Opportunities, It's a Sin, One More Chance, and West End Girls. Whoa. Wow. I don't, I don't know the song One More Chance uh, just reading it. Maybe if I heard it, I might know it. But, I mean, those other three are Stone Cold Classics. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not bad. Um, West End Girls became their first single. It was released West in End April. <laughs> so good. It's West a great song. It was released in April of 1984. It was a minor hit in France and Belgium, but a club okay. hit in Los Angeles and San Francisco. Mm -hmm. uh, it peaked at number 121 in the UK and number 81 in Canada. I, ca I, I can't believe it didn't go any higher. Is this the type of thing where it's because of debut album situation? No, but wait, there's more. Oh, okay, oh, good. Because <laughs> I was going to say, that song is killer and basically I sounds like the yeah. 80s. Well, I was going to say, too, I mean, my, obviously Michael is going to tell us more, so what I'm about to say is completely worthless and a waste of time. But um, <laughs> but I also but please, it continue. One, but it's one of those things where I just wonder, I mean, it was a big, 
it was a big hit in the clubs, right? And maybe people are just not buying the single. Right. You know what I mean? Because they're like, well, we're going to go to the club and hear it, and uh, we don't need to, to have it. But, uh, I mean, if you're if you're at a, a a junior high dance, as perhaps I was uh, when the song <laughs> came on, uh, your your toes are tapping. You can't you can't stay off the floor during this one. So, so both both good theories. But um, thank you. What's what is interesting about the Pet Shop Boys and like that high energy genre is it is like Rachel, you said it sounds like the eighties. It does sort of, this was sort of like cutting edge dance music of the eighties. It almost, it's like the kind of music you hear in like a movie, either from the eighties or about the eighties. Yes. Where if the character is super cool, Mm -hmm. they're listening to this music. Right. Or if they're in a club, they're in like, like a, you know, LA's hottest club. Yeah. <laughs> this music is playing. Well, and it's funny too, because now it's like old from the 80s and it's like retro. But at the time, it was like, oh, this is music from the future. Yeah. yeah. Like yes. this is, yeah. This is music that very cool robots listen to. Yeah. Yeah. In, all music. In their, yeah. In, in their robot nightclubs. Yeah. All music <laughs> in the future starts. Exactly. But even the fact that it's, that it is clearly of the 80s, it's, there is a timelessness to it, um, I yeah. think, and I guess, and some of them. I mean, it's yeah. I was gonna say it's de- it, it 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 is of its time, but I don't think it's dated because I could I right. could listen yeah, to yeah. Ten Girls right now, and again, I don't. It's it's just as fresh as the first time, but it's also definitely of the time. Yeah, and it's so influential on the dance music that came after it. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. That I think gives it its timelessness. But you would hear this on like on a show like Pose or something where it's like this is this is the time it's taking place. Right. This character is at a club and yeah. they know what's happening in music. I, I thought you were gonna say that shows its timelessness. I was gonna be like, man, Michael, that's that time. <laughs> uh yeah i mean i love this music I, I i think it's fun and you know some of it i think does like west end girls is is great and has a timelessness to it but a lot of it sounds exactly from when it was from yes yeah i i and i agree I can with see that, it being but... influential and and influencing things that happened after the fact but mm-hmm. it's not like you know it but doesn't even, have a timelessness yeah. of something else, you know, of some but of the other genres that are out there. But I think there's a difference between like being of its time and place and then just like if you listen to it now, you're just like, oh, this is so 80s. I don't want to listen to this. Whereas like I don't feel that about about this. No. Uh, okay. That's all. But it also it's almost like um, we were saying this in our episode on on Let the Music Play where it it does sound like it's from the eighties, but it doesn't sound like this is from the early eighties. This almost has like a late eighties, early nineties feel to it. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. not to me. You don't think so? No, no. The heaviness of the synthesizer in this type of music is early eighties to me. I can late eighties, early nineties was new kids. Like, you know, there's a big difference between early eighties and late and late eighties. Um, so I think, I think the idea of this is what 83 thought the future was going to sound like. Yes. But it is for me, for me, this is, this is opinion, right? 
for me, it is firmly placed in the early 80s, this type of music. Okay. Right. That's I mean, I was, like, in the late 80s, I was in the downtown scene listening to early <laughs> house music because I was, sure, like, incredibly, I was incredibly cool. Of course. So of I, course. I understand, like, Rachel, maybe you think of the new kids <laughs> listen, when you think of the late 80s. Listen, I don't want to get into a know. police pet shop boys feud over it. <laughs> I'm just but, saying. You know. <laughs> Here's the thing. I am a robot from the future. <laughs> and I'm telling you. <laughs> and this I is gave, our music. Right. My, Michael is a cyborg. Okay, back in time to tell you <laughs> that yeah, this is his, the music from the future. But his cyborg parts were built in the early 80s. Oh, no. So there, it's what a time you, what paradox. Now? What now? I don't know. You guys might not be ready for this. But your <laughs> kids are going to love it. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. So, West End Girls was their first single. Um, it was a minor hit. Yeah. Um, so in early 1985, they ended their contract with uh, Bobby Orlando. Mm-hmm. I cannot find why anywhere. They just did. So okay. their contract is over. Um, okay. And after their contract ended, uh, they hired manager Tom Watkins and signed with Parlophone Records. And at around that time, Neil left Smash Hits magazine. So on July 1st, 1985, I'm going to get to all this <laughs> to, to, to yeah. why it wasn't a hit, but we're going chronologically. Okay. July 1st, 1985, Opportunities, the song that we're talking about today, was released as a single. It did not chart in the US, but it reached 116 on the UK charts. Okay. So again minor hit yeah a month later in august 1985 they go to the studio to re-record west end girls with producer stephen haig when the singles re-released on october 28th of that year it went to number one in the uk the Mm. u.s canada finland hong kong ireland israel new zealand and norway whoa what a (laughs) re-record Wow. So is the is the re-record that much better or just was it ahead of its time? Like in 83 or what's happening? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was with a different producer, so he must yeah. have had yeah. an influence on it. Right. It could have been the producer, it could have been you know, the the different recording just resonated yeah. better. Um maybe they laid the groundwork with releasing it originally having it be a minor hit but i don't know it just happened it was huge yeah um so that was august of 85 Mm -hmm. uh on march 24th 1986 they released their debut album called please Mm -hmm. the duo have said that the album is called please quote so people can go into the record shop and say can i have the pet shop boys album please oh guys that's adorable. That. That's How adorable. Cute is that? I love it. I love it. Um, the album also started a trend of all of their albums having a one word title, mm. which is pretty mm. cool. Um, the Please album included a re-recorded version of Opportunities. It was released as a single in May 1986. Mm-hmm. So just under a year after the original release. Got it. Um, besides opportunities in west end girls other singles from that album were love comes quickly and suburbia 
Mm-hmm. Now, remember the original release of Opportunities only went to 116 in the UK. I sure do. I do. do. You, you yeah. said that like five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah I remember. I know, that. but you guys sort I of remember. like no, I know, floating out of this though. conversation. No, yeah, I, I, no I'm I just remember. saying I remember. Okay, I remember it. I remember when that happened. <laughs> so, do you remember me saying it? Yeah. Yes. You said now, it. Now, say back to me what I said to you. I can't remember what you said. Okay. See, so you weren't paying I attention. I wasn't listening. Okay. Uh, so it was 116 in the UK. Okay. It was released the year before. Yeah. On its second release, Opportunities went to number 11 in the UK, ah. number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100, number Ugh. 3 on the Billboard Dance Club Songs chart, and mm. on other international charts, it went to number 14 in Ireland, number 2 in New Zealand, and number 22 in Canada. Here's what I'm going to say, and I hate to say it. Mm-hmm. I hate to say what I'm about to say. Bobby O, bad job by you. Yeah. I don't know what was going on. What the but heck? Tom Watkins, Tom Watkins, your name not nearly as fun, but you're a better <laughs> producer. We got nothing to say about it, but I do. Bobby O, you're a big zero. That's what the I end of your name is. A big old zero I for won- Bobby O. <laughs> Swing and a miss. I wonder if it has something to do with the dance club portion of it. If there was like, was there a surge of dance clubs in 85, 86? That it was just, because this is dance music. You know what I mean? Hmm. It is. Maybe it's something like that. Has to do with that. I don't I mean, know. Maybe it's the transition over from the disco era into the the more synth pop. Yeah. 80s? I don't know. I really maybe. don't know. I mean, maybe the original recording was too early. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was it saying. I didn't know if it spot. was just, yeah, I didn't know if it was just literally ahead of its time. People just weren't yeah. quite ready for it. I mean, yeah. Um, I I don't know, but I mean, if you listen to the two recordings back to back, the the second one does have a bit more of an intensity to it, a little bit more of a mm-hmm. danciness to it. I mean, they're mm-hmm. both dance songs, but no, I don't know. But whatever it was, it worked. Yeah. Um. So the idea for the song Opportunities came from Chris Lowe, who asked Neil Tennant to write a lyric with the line, let's make lots of money. Okay. And he did. Chris is the idea he man. <laughs> um, the Pet Shop Boys have said that the song is, quote, like a joke. The impression is that the people in it are not going to make any money. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So our theories are confirmed. There we go. There we go. Um, <laughs> the song spoke to the money culture of the time uh, in an August 2013 interview with Mojo Magazine, Tennant said, quote, it's very difficult to think now that there was a period before money culture. That was the changing moment. He went on to say, quote, now, of course, generations have grown that haven't known anything else. So what does that mean by what is he talking about? That money? I mean, people have haven't people always wanted money. <laughs> I mean, early to mid 80s, that was, first of all, this was around the time. Greed is good. Yeah, greed is good. Uh, Around the time Material Girl came out, Dallas was on the air, Dynasty was on the air, Falcon Crest was on the air. It's all about (laughs) celebrating. um, I I wasn't convinced until you said Falcon Crest. (laughs) Now now I buy it. Yeah. Yeah. That that Beverly Hills High show was on. Car- that sure. cartoon was on. Uh, <laughs> True Beverly Hills. But I, <laughs> yeah. But I think it's I think it's about money being. This is I know it says money culture, but money being culture 
or culture being about money because money mm. and culture were almost separate a little bit. You're like pop culture, money as pop culture. That's right. I think what it sort of feels like. Think about okay. now, like there's a lot of stuff that is just like, there's pop culture just talking about how rich everybody is or like making all the money and stuff like that. And you know, before this, it was just, we're in the money. And (laughs) that was the only thing that was, that was in pop culture that had anything to do with money and everybody knows it. Mm -hmm. Right. But yeah, but that's what I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, we were talking about earlier, uh, the final line of the original version, all the love that we had and the love that we hide. Um, as we said, that was removed from the second release. The line was used in another song on the Please album called Why Don't We Live Together. Mm-hmm. Um, the Please album went platinum in September Oof. of 1986, um, so shortly after its release. Four of their other albums have been certified gold in the U.S. by the RIAA. And um, here's something interesting. Mm-hmm. 35 years after its release... Opportunities charted again. Uh, on February 6, 2021, the song was used in an ad for Allstate Insurance that aired during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, renewed interest in the song, and it went to number one on Billboard's dance uh, and electronic digital song sales chart uh, the week of February 27, 2021. Amazingly... See, I- I got but see Rachel, that's what I gotta say. I, I that can't just be old people who are bringing that up. The kids must have loved uh, it too. Sure, I, I got you. I got you. I'm just saying. I, I got think you. It's, but I'm not okay. saying. But but I also will say I did not say every song. I'm saying the the high NRG genre feels right, rooted right, 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 in right. that time and place. Sure, oh, I but, agree. I'm just saying. I'm just. I think a great the song is a great song. Stuff. Yeah, and yes, I think it transcends. Even though it's even though we've we've talked about this before. Even though it is it is of its time and place, it also transcends that. Yes, but just there's by also pure nothing. Quality. There's nothing wrong with it being of its time. No, Rachel. No, what I heard that. from you was <laughs> at eleven fifty nine p.m. on December thirty first, nineteen eighty five. No one was ever yeah. allowed to listen to this song again. That's right. Yeah. Shut it down. Yep. <laughs> So, so we proved you wrong. Um, (laughs) You did it. So I, what's really surprising is that the re-release in, or the second chart or third charting in uh, 2021 was the first number one that the Pet Shop Boys had on the Billboard dance chart. Incredible. Hmm. Incredible. Um, They've been together for over 40 years. They have a prolific body of work uh, with a top 10 U.S. dance hit as recently as 2019. Um, They are the artists with the fifth most top 10s on the Billboard dance chart. Wow. Um, I think they're just behind or just ahead of Donna Summer. So maybe just behind. So pretty good. Pretty impressive. Pretty, Pretty good. Um, they are definitely, I, I, they're definitely one of those bands where you're like, oh yeah, I know some of the songs, and you read off like ten, yeah. and you're like, wow, I do, I do know there are yep. a lot of songs yeah. that yep. I know. Yep. Like I honestly, for I would not have, I forgot about it's a sin until you mentioned it, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's a sin. That's a yeah. good one too. I forgot about that. Um, they have six Grammy nominations, and in addition, Dan, to their, the songs of theirs that you know, they've also. Mm-hmm. 
worked with a lot of other artists um, and their influence in the world of pop and dance can be seen in the collaborations with artists that they've worked with, including Robbie Williams, <gasps> The Killers, they did a remix for, uh, <laughs> Yoko Ono, who they did a remix for. Um, mm -hmm. They wrote and produced for Tina Turner. They remixed and produced for David Bowie. Mm -hmm. And they wrote for Kylie Minogue. Mm -hmm. uh, some of their most famous collaborations include, uh, in 1992, they um, worked with Boy George on The Crying Game. Mm -hmm. um, it was produced by the Pet Shop Boys with backing vocals by Neil Tennant. In 1989, Liza Minnelli's Results album, uh, they produced it. It included the hit singles Don't Drop Bombs, written by the Pet Shop Boys, and Liza Minnelli's cover of Losing My Mind by Stephen Sondheim from the musical Follies. That's amazing. It is. If you haven't heard it, it's phenomenal. Liza um, and the Pet Shop Boys? Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> please. Um, hey. See? See what you did? Hey. Uh, <laughs> in 2005, they worked with Madonna. Um Sorry, the second single from the Confessions on the Dance Floor album, uh, which they remixed. Uh, Madonna performed that version on her 2006 Confessions tour, hmm. and the single went to number one on the dance chart. Um, and probably most famously, in 1987, they worked with Dusty Springfield. Uh, she was featured on the Pet Shop Boys single, What Have I Done to Deserve This, from their what Actually I? album. What have I? What have I done to deserve this? <laughs> that song is phenomenal. Dusty Springfield oh, yeah, is amazing, as yeah. always. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and this single led to a collaboration on her 1990 album, Reputation. Mm. So I don't know if it was in tribute Great. to them that she had a one-word album title, but I'd like <laughs> to think that it was. Yep. Um, so a 1987 review of What Have I Done to Deserve This by author Vicki McDonald in Smash Hits says basically everything you need to know about the Pet Shop Boys. And the quote is, the brilliant thing about the Pet Shop Boys is that they get everything right. Memorable tunes, perfect production, intelligent lyrics, excellent sleeves, loads of style, and self-deprecating sense of humor. A very rare combination. Mm. Love it. They're, they're just fun. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. just fun. I was going to say, also, right at the end of that review, he then said, uh, by the way, Neil, you left your... Uh, coffee mug here if you want to come get it. <laughs> it's so. at your desk still we just yeah, moved come, it to the side come on up but we did throw up. out that plant it died <laughs> sorry yeah sorry about that sorry about that <laughs> yeah your cactus died we threw that out but you know we'll save your, your mug we're we're we'll save um any pictures on your desk but we're throwing out snacks we have to yeah, and if sorry. your plant died we're gonna throw it out that's right yeah. so sorry. either come pick up your we're not we're not mailing it to you right yeah we're not set up to do that you have to so memorable tunes again, just 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 to reiterate, <laughs> memorable tunes, perfect production, intelligent lyrics, excellent sleeves, loads of style, self-deprecating sense of humor. But you got to come pick up your mug, otherwise, because you, you got you got one week, and then we're gonna throw it out. So you know what? We're just gonna put it in the kitchen, and anybody could use it. Listen, anyway, that's true. Well, Do you want to? If I had to sum this, if I had to sum this up in in a couple of words, it would be uh, Pet Shop Boys, great artists, uh, not so great desk mates. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> so. You know. Yeah. Forgetful of mugs. Uh, <laughs> that's what I would say. Brilliant artists, uh, intelligent lyrics, do not pick up their mug. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway. I mean, it's going in the kitchen. It's got a picture of your dog on it. If you want 
If you want anybody just drinking out of a mug with your dog on it, the new guy's fine. Been, hey, uh, drinking, been drinking out of it, ironically. <laughs> uh, making jokes about hey, his dog, quote unquote. Yeah. Hey, did hey, hey, you, you read the review of the new Pet Shop Boys and Smash Hits? A lot of talk about a mug. A lot of mug talk in that one. What? She's really obsessed with this mug. Yeah, really. Just did not see all the mug <laughs> talk coming. Really surprising. Holding a grudge. But, <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like he's got to go get that mug, right? God, they got a number one on the mug chart, so... <laughs> <laughs> all right michael thank you so thank much you. for that uh we'll take a quick break and when we come back we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with lessons learned i'm adam wainwright and i'm ed canard and we're the hosts of the greatest song ever sung poorly the podcast that takes karaoke exactly as seriously as it should be taken no interview was complete without our quick fire game where we ask everyone the same five questions culminating in the most important question we could ever ask if you could magically strike one song from every karaoke playlist forever which song would you choose don't stop believing oh ice ice baby great just because that song needs to be destroyed for all time easy lover by phil collins i think picture picture is just a song of love and heartbreak uh, and it just, it ruins nights. I want to say Sweet Caroline. Probably My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Only one? Only one. Um, can I, can I pick one band? So hey, if you love karaoke, have sang karaoke, been in a place where karaoke was happening, or are vaguely aware that something called karaoke exists, come hang out with us. All episodes and info are available at sungpoorly.com. And remember that singing off key is still technically singing. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, <laughs> oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Uh, Michael, let's start with you. What lesson did you learn from Opportunities, Open Apprentices, Let's Make God's Money? <laughs> I learned um, what the plot of my 
upcoming um well upcoming it's in pre-production okay um cbs sitcom is going to be it's a pre 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 pre-production yeah 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 yeah. um so it's it's a sitcom um Mm -hmm. it's uh going to be called don exclamation point it's the story of a um organized crime leader yeah who leaves that life behind to become a um college professor uh-huh sure mm-hmm. um and eventually he's knighted and goes yes. and fights yeah. windmills there okay. you go so he's I a like don this. it's great who leaves that life to become a don and then another I mean, don yeah, and it's this... called don and we're yeah. hoping uh-huh fingers crossed we can get don Cheadle to play oh. the lead role oh, that'd be nice of um tony which is not <laughs> That's on me. That was not a good choice to name that character. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah. But the story arc really just writes itself. I mean, it's, yeah, you right. feel it. You feel it. it's a natural progression I of mean, character. And the more I, mean, I think about is, it, mm, the lead character's name should have been Don, too. Mm. It's too late. But now. yeah, I mean, look, I've got that's the what sold written. CBS on it. The script right. is written and so I saved the, it as a PDF. And yeah. What am I going to do? Go back in there and... and yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't edit a PDF. You can't. I'm not going to... I mean, you can, but it's a real pain. And what are you going to do? A... Pay for the Adobe to, like, yeah, to edit nah. the PDF? I don't think so. You can't. No, I could just... Re- what am I going to do? Save as? Like, yeah, I'm that's not ridiculous. doing that. That's like, that's going to take forever. It's not... No, it's not worth it. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to replace this document? Like, no, fine. come on. I mean, Michael, it's just CBS. Like, it's not... <laughs> it doesn't matter. Let's not... You don't don't drive yourself crazy over it. Um, We're going up against say, the uh, picket fences reboot. So <laughs> I would say uh, what I learned from this song is if you uh, are trying to get a business partner, yeah, um, you need to show some vulnerability. So say like, hey, I have a car that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, my house is currently on fire. Uh, my foot is asleep. Uh, my teeth are falling out. Um, my nose is running. You can see that like, like crazy. I don't even know what's going on. I don't even know what's going on there. But, uh, the point is, is I am, I'm a, I'm a mess. I mean, just like a hot mess of a person. So, uh, you want to go into business together? And that's really gonna... (laughs) That's really going to get the job done because they're going to because yeah, no one wants thing. to hear how smart you are. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know what, as as a business uh, technique, uh, pity is not used as much as I mm-hmm. think it should be. Yeah. Just really, yeah. really make the because what are they going to at that point? Nobody could say no. I mean, you're just a pathetic <laughs> person. If, you're, like, if your resume is just a giant no sad face. That's what I'm saying. You're yeah. getting the job. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Rachel, what did you learn? Uh, here's what I learned. Don't be afraid of. Mm. If you have <laughs> brains, don't keep saying you have brains because nobody's right. going to believe that you have brains if yeah. you keep on repeating that you've got brains. Brains, brains, brains. <laughs> who's, who's a more Fredo sympathetic character? That. Fredo or the Scarecrow? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Who Can I throw out? Exactly. Uh, exactly. Can I throw out one last uh, theory right at the end here? Is it possibly the protagonist is slowly turning into a zombie? That's why I keep <laughs> saying the word brains over and over again. He's like, sorry, I have something on my mind. Brains. Uh, brains. <laughs> brains. 
brains. At the end, it's just, I've got the brains. You've got brains. Brains, <laughs> brains, 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 brains. <laughs> what do we brains? And then everybody in the club dances to Thriller. <laughs> right, exactly. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. Um, if uh, you could follow us on the socials like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, we would certainly appreciate it. And if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or Good Pods or wherever you can leave a po- uh, five-star review, uh, we would certainly appreciate it. Come on back next time as we talk about another great story song. Uh, I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We will talk to you then. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the story. This effing cat leaves me alone for everything. The moment I sit down to record, yeah. it's just she this. She wants to be on the show. She's trying to angle her way on the yeah. show. <laughs> I have opinions about the Pet Shop Boys. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at IntoHistory.com.